Welcome to the 4th Down Experience, the podcast devoted to special teams. Your host of the 4th Down Experience, former pro free agent, nine-year professional kicking coach out of the Midwest, Coach Chris Hughesby. Alongside Coach Chris Hughesby is a former two-time Arena Bowl champion, nine-year pro kicking coach, rep in the South, Coach Brian Jackson. Welcome to the 4th Down Experience Podcast. I'm Brian Jackson here along with me is co-host Christopher Hughesby. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. It's been raining a lot down here in Alabama. We're getting rain every afternoon. How's it up there in Minnesota? We've had perfect weather the last few weeks. We're in the mid-70s. Sun is out. Feels great. I'll tell you what else is great, Chris. Have you heard of VisorGuard? I haven't. Tell me more. Dude, uh, so VisorGuard, it's, it's like a high-performance film basically covering up the the face mask uh it's it's designed to protect your visor from like scratches scuffs and streaks and there's a lot of hype about this product man you know that's amazing i would have used that in high school i had a clear mask clear visor every time it rained the little finger marks was on it all that sort of thing um sounds like visor guard keeps your visor clean from streaks when it rains when it snows all that type of weather super easy to to put on your face mask or your visor. Uh, I definitely would highly recommend this to all of the specialists, all of the football players, the coaches out there that are listening. Uh, great reviews on this product. Sounds like there's various tint and color alterations of the film, so I think you could find some very cool color combinations to go with your, your uniform and helmet, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, if you want to hear more about it or you want to check it out, go to visorguardsports.com. It has all the information there on the website, and if you guys want to purchase one, just go, again, to visorguardsports.com. Yeah, and I think what all you guys are going to like about this is it's water resistance. You know, up in Minnesota, we get all the weather, snow, rain, every element. Uh, the fact that I don't have to worry about little droplets sitting on my visor is going to be key for, for me playing as a high-caliber athlete. And I also like that there's a lifetime guarantee, so if something goes wrong, they'll fix it and replace it. We have our first CFL specialist, on the pod today, Ty Long, how are you? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. What's up, Ty? Welcome to the 4th Down Experience. We are excited and happy to have you on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I uh, look forward to doing it. You guys do a great job and uh, look forward to answering your questions and however I can help. Absolutely, yeah. Ty, you know, you're from basically where I'm from, the state of Alabama. You know, you went to college at UAB. Um Let's start there. Let's talk about your college career. Yeah, I uh, played four years at UAB, had a pretty good career, and um, enjoyed my time in Birmingham. And uh, the city sort of, I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know what it is about the city, but I love it there. I mean, that's why I live here in the off season now. And, um, you know, the UAB was good to me, and even through everything that went down with the school. But, uh, the school always stood by me and helped me even when I wanted to come back and finish my degree and all that. So it's, I really love that school and love the city. Yeah, so Ty, I was curious. You know, we know that there was that sort of lapse in season or two, you know, for UAB. Were you a part of that or were you done before or after that happened? Yeah, no, that was my senior year um, when it happened. So I was in, directly involved with it. I mean, um, it didn't affect my eligibility at all, but it did. Uh, it did affect me 
with everything else and just my career at UAB was, was sort of had a little tarnish on it simply because the program shut down my senior year, you know, especially when you, we all love the schools we went to and enjoy everything about them. And when you don't get to, when you see something like that happen to your school, it's just a little upsetting. Yeah, totally understand. Um, what was it like playing uh, at Legion Field? Oh, Legion was great. I mean, um, you know, it needs some remodeling for sure. But when, once you got on the inside of Legion, and once you got to think about the history that was played there, and um, I mean, just little things. Like I got to hit a game-winning kick on the same end zone Bo Jackson did the famous leap and all these certain things. Uh, it's pretty cool, and the stadium is, is awesome. It's always somewhere uh, I enjoy to go back whenever I get home. Very cool. Uh, do you still hold the, the record for the school, the 54-yarder? Yeah, so I think um, I think I got most of them. Um, that was one of my goals when I got there was to think I had most points, most career makes, uh, the 54, and um, a few other things, you know. But that was definitely my goal was to get most of those records, you know, to sort of leave your name in the history there. Uh, so you, UAB is part of Conference USA, correct? Yes. Okay, so we know obviously kind of the mid-major teams. Every once in a while, get some big, big opponents. You know, here and there. You obviously, um, you played Ohio State. What was that like to uh, go against a powerhouse program? What's the experience like? Yeah, I mean, playing at Ohio State was amazing. I mean, the the environment was unreal because when we played them, it was when they were actually, I think they were top ten, and Braxton Miller was a quarterback and. We should have won that game, actually. I mean, we were beating them 90% of the game. And, um, I mean, to get to play in that environment, and I mean, when we did hit that 54-yard field goal there, it was electric. I mean, you talk about a place, it was so loud you couldn't think, and then you make that kick, and then it just goes quiet. You know, you can hear a pin drop. So it was a pretty cool experience. So after you get done with your college career, Ty, um, I mean, you had a great career. Well, uh, talk to us. Talk to us about the NFL and, and the teams that you've been with. Yeah, I've uh, been with the uh, Redskins and the Steelers, and um, was uh, had a good opportunity in Washington, which I what well, thought to believe was a good opportunity, and did everything they asked me to do, and uh, they ended up parting ways with me, and then um, you know somehow sometimes how the business goes, and then from there signed with uh, Pittsburgh the next season, and then. They end up cutting me before I even kick a football. And then, um, you know, and then end up coming up to the Canadian Football League. And uh, the rest is history ever since. Yeah, so what, you know, your time with the NFL was a little short, but I'm sure that's your goal in the long run. What, what, what did you learn from your sort of short experiences on each team and kind of how will you use that to sort of grow and maybe get back into the NFL at some point as probably that's your long goal in the end? Yeah, I mean, these, these two years I've been up here, I've learned so much. I mean, on first off, now I have an option to decide if I want to punt or kick when I come back. Um, second off, I mean, I've learned how to be a pro, um, which is, you know, that I think that's the hardest thing and what teams, what comes down to a guy making a team, so uh, especially as an undrafted free agent, is, Teams want to know you're a professional. You know, there's a difference between being a young college guy and then being a professional. You know, they want to know you're going to show up to work every single day, no matter what's going on in your life. You know, they want to know the time you walk in that door, it's 
it's go time. You know, you, you're able to push everything aside and go. So, you know, I've learned so much up here. Um, it's, it's been a really cool experience. Yeah, so with the CFL, uh, we see a lot of the specialists that do all three areas. So are you doing all three skill sets? Yeah, yeah, I do all three up here, and uh, it's a challenge. You know, every week it's taxing on the leg and the body. And uh, But, I, I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, it's each week's a new challenge wherever you're at, and I, I really do enjoy doing all three. Nice. Um, I, we see that some of the CFL kickers use a tee. Um, maybe that's just because they're coming up from the Canada ranks and they're allowed to use that. Are, are you kicking yeah. off the ground currently? Yeah, yeah, I would. I haven't used a tee since, yeah. I don't think, junior year of high school. So for the most of the Americans who come up here, we all use go off the ground because we've all been doing it for so long, you know. No doubt, and, and also trying to get back to the NFL for sure. No doubt, no doubt. So, Ty, you, um, since you're our first uh, interview with you on the down experience from the CFL, do a little CFL 101. What are some, like, differences between NFL or just regular football and CFL football? Um, so the, the, the Canadian Football League compared to the National Football League is the speed of the game is completely different. We have three downs here compared to four, um, which it changes the game entirely simply because, like, little things. Like, once it first down doesn't happen, you're like, all right, I might be punting right next. You know, I mean, there, there are certain times, like, it's, I'll hit, like, we had a situation last year, hit a field goal and then hit the kickoff, and then they went two and out. We went two and out. It was like 56 seconds later I was punting. <laughs> you know, the, 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 game is, the game is so, for a specialist, it's more challenging, I, I guess you could say, because the, I think people get miscued as they're like, oh, it's a CFL. Look, the expectations are the same. You know, I mean, um, currently right now I'm averaging 50.6 up here a punt, and my coach is like, if if we average under 50, he's like, what's what's what are we doing? You know, you know. <laughs> so um, the, the, that's the thing about the CFL. I mean, it, it's so fun. It's it's electric. I mean, there's so many points scored, and um, it's a really fun league. I mean, I really am thankful I came up here because it. My whole impression on it was. You know, being nothing's as good as the NFL, and it, uh, the, the league is just so good. It's, it's so much fun to play with. I mean, who knows what, what could happen after this year, but I do enjoy playing up here. Ty, I remember when I was pursuing the league, actually now eight, year, or eight to nine years ago, I had thought about the CFL, didn't know about it, didn't even give it a sniff, and I kind of regret it because I think I would have had a chance. I got a little bit of – I got a small percentage of Canadian heritage, so – we know that to play in the CFL, sometimes you got to have that, that that heritage link to this to the to Canada. Um, do you have yeah. any, any draw to Canada, or how did how did you get that spot with the team? Yes, so um, Richie Leone, who was uh, actually the former kicker for BC, was um, heading down south. He played two years up here, did really well, and was head just signed with Arizona, and told BC about me. He said, "Look, I know a guy." Who, um, who can do all three, and no one knows he can do all three. And um, I have worked out for many teams, but no, I have no connection. My connection was Richie, um, who put me in touch with BC. And so, um, yeah, and ever ever since then, I mean, now he's back up in Ottawa, and I got to play him. That's one of my childhood friends. And we played each other last week, but, uh, 
yeah, no ties to Canada. Just uh, my buddy had taken a, taken the the ride before me and sort of showed me the ropes and told me about it and how good of an opportunity it was. So I came up here. Yeah, that's what it's all about. I mean, and, and Ty, you've been a part of uh, coaching at kicking camps and kicking trainings in the deep south, and we always have preached. Uh, all of us have always preached to try to form a bond and a brotherhood between other specialists and essentially that bond um, helped get you a job in the CFL it sounds like yeah you know I mean like I said I mean their scouts probably did their due diligence but no one knew I could punt except for Richie and I mean other guys did but coaching wise no one did think I could so no one would give me an opportunity up here and uh, he told them to take a chance on me and they did you know so definitely that bond uh, helped me get to where I am now so speaking on punting, Ty, like um, in the CFL, do they do like a rugby rollout or is it still pro style like the NFL? Yeah, pro style. Same, gotcha. same old deal. Everything's the same. I mean, yeah, the the punting, the punting is uh, exactly the same. I mean, uh, we have uh, we have one more, per- we have twelve men on the field, not eleven. Um, but yeah, pro style. So it, it, it's interesting because the field's wider and um, it's a huge directional league. Um, along with distance, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's no fair catches up here. So there's a lot of challenges, and especially uh, with the no fair catches, is a five-yard halo. So um, that could, it's something that could go against your net. So, like, let's say I hit a 55-yard ball, and one of our guys gets inside five yards before the, the returner catches it. It's a, I think it's a five- or ten-yard penalty against my net. You know, so yeah. uh, there's a lot of things that are challenging about this league that um, make you respect it once you get up here. You know, I mean, I'd love to see a lot of these guys come up here and try it, especially when you play in Saskatchewan and all these places when it gets pretty cold. Yeah. You know, what's cool to see, Ty, here is you are in the middle of the season, it looks like. You're, you guys are about 11, or you're on week 14 of the season, about 11 games in. Um, what's a... Uh, What's a typical week like for you and how you prepare yourself for the upcoming games? Yeah, so uh, once once you get to about week four or five and I figure out my rhythm for the year, I mean, um, I start getting, um, finding my reps. So day one's normally um, punts, you know, I'll focus on some punts, light field goals, if any. And then from there, uh, two day two and uh, three is more um, punts, maybe and then some field goals, and I usually uh, haven't been hitting kickoffs until game day, you know, just to give my, my leg a break. It's been so taxing, especially, you know, doing all three, so you really got to check your kick out there throughout the week. So, um, yeah, the toughest part is just finding a rhythm to where you feel comfortable enough to uh, do what you got to do and just feel good going into each week. Uh, what's the football like? I know it's a Wilson football, um, but what's it? How's it differ uh, compared to the NFL ball? It's it's the same NFL ball. It's just got strikes. Nice. All right. There's probably a lot, yeah. of, a lot of viewers out there that didn't know that, uh, including myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. They um, it's same the same exact thing. Just they've added the they've had that traditional stripe all the way around it. So, but yeah, it's good football. I, they uh they fly they fly well. <laughs> so like for kickers that see that extra stripe like. Does that bother you, like when you're on, on your vision, looking at the ball when the ball's coming in and seeing that full stripe all the right, all the way around the ball? Yeah, the first the first few days it did, um, and now when I go home in the off season, I I hit, I'll hit some of my NFL balls. Now seeing it without it is a little weird, but uh, <laughs> it just takes you know the first few days is a little different, but uh, once you get used to it, it's yeah, it's, it's just like any other. 
football. Yeah. What's interesting to see here, Ty, uh, just looking at the standings of the whole league, nine teams, maybe with the exception of Calgary, every team is within a few games of each other. How competitive is this league? Because it looks like it's any, it's any given Sunday, yeah. you know, as they say. Yeah, it's it's um that's the that's the really cool thing about the CFL. They actually they say it has two seasons. You know, you have your first nine games where uh, anything you know all can happen, this and that. But at the end of the day, whoever gets hot towards the end is who's going to win this league. And um, you know, Calgary's been very dominant the last few years, but they've actually lost in the Grey Cup game the last two years, I believe. And um, but uh, yeah, this, this league, that's the one thing that's cool about it. There's so much turnover every few years that there's there's not really a New England Patriots every year. You know, there's and there's not your, your traditionally bad teams. You know, I mean, every team is pretty uh, pretty up there each year and or some teams will make a run and some won't, but then the next year they have a chance to win it. You know, it's it's pretty cool. So with nine teams in the league, how many teams make the playoffs and how does that format work? Yeah, so um, the West is traditionally, um, the last four or five years has been the best side of it. So we'll have, we have, um, four, so we have five over there, and then five here, and then four over there. So if um, there's a better, if the, there's four West teams that are better than um, like the third or fourth place East team, then we'll, the last place in the fourth or West will go to the East. So Four, um, four on each side, I believe, or six on each side, if I'm doing math right. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting. I actually have never played in a playoff game up here, so new to me too. What was it like getting uh, the CFO West All Star honor? Yeah, it was cool. I mean, um, you know, it was my first year punting in games since high school, and um, went up here and did really well, and it, it was an honor to get recognized for something like that in the professional football league. And, you know, I have goals and aspirations of doing that and doing it again and, and many more awards. Hey, one more question yeah. about punting, Ty. Um, how can you score on a punt in the CFL? Yeah, so you have the ruse, so, um, or a single, which, so the end zone's here about 20 yards long, so there's no touchbacks up here. So um, if you drive a punt through the end zone, that becomes a single point. So, you can score on score on a punt up here and this and that. It's, it's actually pretty crazy. That was one thing that was very new to me when I got up here. But uh, sometimes singles are good and sometimes they're not. I mean, I always think points are scoring. Uh, every time you score a point is better, but my coaches get mad at me about it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Looks like you're having a strong season so far. You're second in the league on net, net punting. What are what are challenges weather wise that you see with punting in this league? I know you said it's no fair catch which makes it challenging in the net average, but are there any other factors that make it challenging to punt or kick up there? Yeah, so if you punt a ball between the twenties directly out of bounds, it's a ten or fifteen yard penalty. So wow. you can't just punt the ball out of bounds. So that so if you're in the back of your end zone or this or that, and you miss hit one. I saw a game the other night, you miss hit it, and it goes out on the 50, then you take that 50, and now the ball comes up to the 40. You know, so um, it, it's it's tough, you know. So the directional punting, you really got to be precise because you can't be too close to that line, but you also can't be too far out towards the hash. So 
um, that's that's another challenge. And, and then you throw all the wind in all these dang stadiums. It uh, makes it a little makes it a tough job. So I'm looking at your punt statistics right here on the CFL site. You're going to tell me what some of these terms mean. So I'm looking at deductions. What does S mean? And what does the R- single? What does S mean? Single. Oh, single. Okay. And then what does the SGL stand for? SBL. Oh, SGL. Oh, is that single as well? Yeah, SGL. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Must be. It's interesting yeah. to look at the statistics and how they work. Penalties and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I'm still learning myself, you know. I mean, there's there's so many rules and this and that that have, that happen up here. That I mean, you can do an onside field goal. I didn't know you could do that. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, it, it's pretty crazy. Like technically, let's say you're running down and we're down one, or whoever we're playing is down one, and they throw a a screen pass and they're running down the field there at the 50 yard line and they realize they're not going to get to the end zone. The receiver could punt the ball towards the end zone. And if it goes out, it goes through the end zone or goes into the end zone, goes out the side, that's a single. And that they could tie the game that way. That's well, yeah. So describe to the audience how to do an onside field goal. Um, well, I've never done one, and I hope to never have to do one. But um, So the way it works is so you have receivers up here can move forward, right, um, how Arena does it. And um, so technically we would have someone on our line motion out behind us because they to receive the onside field goal, you've got to be behind the ball when it's kicked to be able to cover the ball. So the kicker would sort of have to turn his body to a certain angle so he could – shift one up to the guy and try to get a first down. Gotcha. Oh. So kind of like a pooch kickoff in a way, to a point? Yeah, exactly. Nice. Nice. Hey, Ty, um, just thinking about the NFL, I mean, uh, one of the guys that that made the Cowboys roster, Brett Mayer, I mean, he's uh, he played for Ottawa last year. You know, I mean, does that, like when you see that, obviously I know you're confident enough in your abilities to, to make it back to the league, but I mean, what's that mean to you that, you know, a CFL guy is playing for the Cowboys, they cut Bailey, you know, what's, you know, did you see that? What, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, that's huge. I mean, first off, I know how good Brett is. I mean, I played against him last year. We played against each other multiple times, and kids got a hell of a leg. And, um, yeah, especially for um, when a guy like that makes it, it only helps my case when I want to make the transition, you know, for other – if other guys have done it, then they realize, hey, more CFL guys can come down and uh, do it, you know, because it really is um, – this league has got me so ready for it, you know, and putting me through every situation and this and that. And, um, yeah, I know Brett's, Brett's done so well, and um, he's earned the job. I mean, to beat out Dan Bailey, that's that's not anything small. So, um yeah, I'm real, I was I was excited for him, you know, because it, it helps me and helps a lot of other guys who want to make the transition down. Yeah. So so how does it work? NFL just started now. You guys are in the middle of the season or two thirds in. Is is a team allowed to bring you in mid season, or do you have to wait till your season is done before you get a chance with the NFL? Yeah. So the contracts are even. You know, I mean, 
the CFL respects the NFL contract and the NFL respects the CFL contract. You know, I mean, um, it's not like, I mean, actually the uh, Cowboys tried to sign me a year and a half ago before I came up to D.C. And, uh, you know, they had asked for my rights and D.C. said no. You know, I mean, they didn't let me go. And, uh, you know, it's just, just how the business works. You know, when you sign a contract, you sort of got to own up to it. And it's, um, but yeah, you know, uh, the way it's, the, the both the leagues respect each other's contracts is equal, you know. I mean, they could buy it out, but the team has to agree to it. Gotcha. Hey, this is a fun question we always like to kind of end our interviews on, Ty, uh, and there may be one more that Chris has, but, you know, whether it's three or five stadiums um, at the, you know, college, NFL, CFL ranks, just, you know, anywhere and few between, what were, like, some of the most fun or electric or cool stadiums you've gotten to participate in? In college, South Carolina was uh, was a cool one. That was with, uh, I mean, when they were at their peak, they had Jadavion and um, a bunch of those guys there. That place was electric. Ohio State, like we talked about earlier, that was probably the loudest stadium um, ever played in. And one more, I mean, LSU, I, I figured LSU, we played LSU at a night game. It really wasn't that. Now they did beat us pretty good. Maybe that's something with it. But um, it wasn't wasn't too loud there. But, um, yeah, those three stadiums are definitely really cool. And, uh, along with, I mean, Florida's one too. But in the pro ranks, um, Cleveland, my first professional game was at Cleveland. That was, uh, was a cool experience. Um, but up here, CFL, um, Saskatchewan's electric. I mean, it's they sell out every game. Um, if you ever get get a chance to Google their stadium, it is unreal. Um, it's a really cool environment to play in. It's really loud. Uh, it's, it's similar to like a Green Bay atmosphere. You know, um, they love it. It's a publicly owned team, so I'm, all the fans are out there invested in it. It's, it's a cool environment. Um, Winnipeg's pretty cool, and then Baltimore was Baltimore is a sweet place to play. Also, that's pretty sweet. Always fun to to hear those types of answers. And in fact, we're starting to hear some common trends between guys we interview in, in certain stadiums that they like. Um, my last question is, how do you you know as you as you you know you you continue to return back to the the CFL leagues, but you got hopes of the NFL. How do you keep yourself in shape? How do you kind of market yourself in today's social media world? Um, what what has sort of helped you kind of kind of be out there? Yeah. So, are you talking about in season or out or out of season? Uh, probably out of season more. Yeah. I mean, um, I try to. I, I one thing that I do have a passion for is um, helping coach kids. I mean, doing doing these things. I mean, helping these kids. Um, live their dream as I've been, I'm living mine. I mean, that's one thing I've been really big on um, since I've been playing is I know too many of you guys don't go out and spend a lot of time coaching kids. I mean, a lot of us got busy schedules. But that's one thing I've really been big on doing is staying and working with the kids. And there's a lot of kids, there's four or five kids that I work with now, you know, I mean, just talk to them weekly, making sure they're doing good, you know, getting everything they need to get done on and off the field, you know, um, you know, staying with that. And then, in the social media world, I mean, I just, I'm very low-key on it. I mean, I'm really not even that trendy with it. I, I don't even know what half the stuff means, but I have it, you know, and use it when uh, 
when I need to, you know, to market yourself. I feel like that's huge in this, this day. And uh, we really want to make sure you got yourself marketed out there and people really get to see who you are because sometimes they can't tell who you are under the face mask, you know, and you don't want people making assumptions of someone they really don't know. Right. Hey, well, Ty, man, we really appreciate you being on and doing a fantastic job in the CFL. We we wish you the best of luck getting back to the NFL. I mean, you're only 25 years old, so you got plenty of plenty of time, plenty of kicks ahead of you. Hey, guys, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. And like I said, you guys do a great job. And really appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, thanks, Ty. Enjoyed this one. I learned quite a bit about the CFL, which is great, and I'm sure our audience did. And we'll be in touch down the road and see if we can get you back on on a future podcast. Looking forward to it, fellas. Later, Ty. Well, Chris, that was a pretty awesome interview. Our first CFL guest uh, in Ty Long with the BC Lions. Uh, what did you think about the interview? Well, I thought it was great. I know guys who uh, listen to our interviews, I say it every time, but I personally, as a fan of the game, uh, learn a lot from each interview, so this was awesome. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, just so many interesting rules and the CFL level, uh, it's very competitive, it sounds like. Um, you know, I got to go up there and do a, a vlog with uh, with Corbin and, and Stephanie, and we got to watch the game, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, t- Ty's killing it right now uh, in that league, and uh, it's pretty cool to see Brett go from Ottawa to the Cowboys. So, you know, as long as Ty keeps kicking and punting the way he's doing, I think he's going to have a legitimate shot getting back to the NFL. Yeah, it seemed like it for sure. Um, actually, curious when you went up to Ottawa, who did they play? Did you actually get a chance to see Ty play, or what? What was the opponent? Oh man, they, uh, the Red Blacks. I don't know. I can't. I, for some reason, I don't know why I'm struggling with uh, who they played against. But um, I know that the game decided whether if they were going to be like number one or number two seed. Um, but it was it was a super competitive game, and they had like a ton of fans there. I mean. It's a smaller stadium in Ottawa, but they filled that thing up. That's pretty sweet. Well, I'm sure Ty is going to do well with the BC Lions. You know, their team looks like they're within a few games of probably for sure securing a playoff spot. So I'll probably be cheering for them now that I know somebody on the squad. Yeah, no doubt. Well, hey, guys, thanks for checking in with us again every week. Uh, We are having several really talented specialists on here that have a lot of knowledge, and we appreciate you guys tuning in. We hope that you give us a really good review um, on iTunes, you know, on SoundCloud. Give us a five-star review. Let us know who you'd like for us to interview next. Thank you all for your support. And like Brian said, those ratings, evaluations, comments, those all help. I think I think we've had 40 people now comment and rate the podcast, so we really appreciate the support. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to the 4th Down Experience. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 4th Down Experience.